Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are two Texas licensed attorneys and we're here. Uh, You know, this is a public service outreach for any of our listeners who may need uh, answers to their legal questions, uh, legal help, even legal representation. Tony and I practice law in Texas. And so... Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can send us your questions at questions at legalconnectionshow.com or check out our website at www.legalconnectionshow.com. Uh, we are here every Tuesday on IR Lone Star Radio 104.5 and 106.1 from 12 p.m. to 1. So today we are going to be talking about Texas Open Carry. We feel like that went with the last couple of shows that we had with Sergeant Bryce Herring. And uh, we talked about, um, you know, how, positive uh, interactions with law enforcement and how to deal with those and some of the new laws that have come out as a result of failed interaction with law enforcement. And uh, so we decided to follow up that with the Texas Open Carry. And um, I don't know if if it's occurred to anybody about the open carry, but in order to be able to openly carry a firearm, which is what the Texas open carry law is, uh, you need to be a registered concealed handgun license holder. So I want to talk uh, just a little bit about that. Um, but first, I want to talk to our station owner, owner, Dick. How are you doing this morning? Doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. Do you have a... a I don't know if this is personal or not, but do you have a concealed I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, really? I don't blame nah, you. No? Uh, no, uh, I personally do not. Yeah. But I was raised in a family that did have firearms and concealed mm-hmm. handguns. And again, answering that question, a lot of them will be very hesitant to even say like, oh, no comment. You know? Right. That's so true. Absolutely. But no, I know. And a lot of my clients have, you know, they work for law enforcement. They're fire department people and they all have a concealed handgun license and and, you know, I just want our listeners to know that in order to to take advantage of the open carry uh, law, you have to have a concealed handgun license. And I want to talk about that for just a little bit. But just kind of a, a brief overview. In Texas, you can now openly carry a handgun that's in a hip or shoulder holster. You don't need to conceal it like you used to have to. And uh, that's Governor Greg Abbott. He signed that law in June of 2015. And then it was... Uh, that uh, it became live, I believe, in January, uh, June 2015, and it became live in January of 2016. But I just want to talk to you briefly before we get into the open carry about uh, the concealed handgun license and some of the requirements or what the requirements are to get one of those. Let me ask you real quick. Um, uh-huh. Do you uh, do you carry your, do you have your... Uh... That's funny, I just asked Dick that, too. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have a concealed handgun. Handgun license. Okay. Do you have a handgun? I do. What does it look like? Well, I don't know. It's pretty. It's got a little rosewood <laughs> handle. and So is it for show, or you think you're actually using it because uh, you th- think you might need to protect yourself or well, rob a bank or whatever you do? Well, you know, that's just kind of an interesting question. I mean, if I had to use a handgun, I would. You know, I went shooting with Sergeant Bryce Herring a couple of mm-hmm. months ago. Okay. And it was so funny because, um, you know, here I walk in, and we're doing the little you know, shooting thing, and uh-huh. aimed my gun and and went bam, 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 and loaded six rounds into the paper chest, and everybody just got dead quiet. Yeah. 
So, I mean, at least I know if I had to use it to protect myself or my children, I wouldn't hesitate. So did you have a a concealed carry? I've never, I've never had one. Okay. So you just had the gun. When'd you get it? When did I get that gun? It was probably back in, oh gosh, 1997, something like that. Did you shop? I'm just, I'm just curious. It was a gift. It was a gift from my oldest son, Samuel, and my husband. They picked it out for me. Wow. Yeah. I'm just curious because I don't have a gun. I didn't know if you shopped at Saks for that or. No, you usually go to gun shows and and people that, you know, have guns. So I think that's where they got it for me. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I had to. I just had to find out about your, your own personal experience with guns. And- yeah, I, I like guns. I love guns. Um, okay, so, but I just want to talk about this. Okay, so to get a concealed handgun license, you need to have a valid driver's license mm-hmm. or an identification card. Um, they're going to want to know your employment information, your address, your phone number. Mm-hmm. Uh, for new users, at minimum, for the last five years, uh, your residential information. And also, you need to have ready your psychiatric treatment information, any drug or alcohol-related information, or any possible criminal history. You need to have a valid email address. You need to make sure you have a good credit card ready because you'll want to pay for it. And um, once you apply, the fees are non-refundable. And also, for eligibility details, you can refer to uh, the Texas Government Code Section 411.172, or you can go to HTTPS, colon, forward slash, forward slash, txapps.texas.gov. Now, did you know, if you go to the uh, DPS, they've got just a slew of answers for you, you know, as far as trying to get you to, to apply. And I didn't know that you could apply online. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of surprising to me. And did you know that there is a... A, a fee schedule, and you can get a reduction in price depending on, you know, whether you fit into a certain category. And one of them that surprised surprised me is that you can get a fee reduction schedule if you're a senior citizen. <laughs> Woohoo! Packing, and um, and it, so it's a, it's like half price as well. It's it's twenty five dollars instead of forty, and you can get a fee reduction schedule if you're indigent. So so if you're indigent, you can actually go get a you have to have a license? I mean, that just kind of surprised me. It seems to me if you're indigent, that wouldn't be what you'd be spending your money on. But if you're indigent, you can carry a gun. Maybe that's the person that needs it. Somebody's Maybe. protecting themselves on the street. Yeah. But they'll actually, they don't give you for free, but it's not like when you go to court and you, you get uh, it for and free. people don't pay their rent and they get an indigency bond or, right. if you know, so they're trying to appeal and you can show you don't have any money. And, right. Or if you need to get an attorney for cut right or anything, it's not like that, apparently. Um, it's just a discounted it's rate? It's just discounted, yeah. Huh, interesting. Just saying, if we ever get there one day. <laughs> to indigency? <Yeah. laughs> At least we can have our concealed carry That's license. That's right. If we can just you know, panhandle enough to get that money to get the you know licensing fee, we'd be okay. Wow. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Tony, did you know that about 3% of the population of Texas have concealed handgun license? Really? Yeah, 3%. Uh, 925,000 Texans have concealed handgun licenses. Only 3%? Yeah. That's pretty low. Yeah. You know, for Texas, I thought it was kind of low. But I'll tell you what. I I was in a restaurant one time uh, a couple of years ago, and this guy went nuts and uh, started— Was it your husband? No, it wasn't. (laughs) But he was sitting right next to me. Was your boyfriend? No. No. Yeah, it was my boyfriend. (laughs) No. 
he went nuts and started throwing plates. And instantly, all over the restaurant, Everybody pulled they did. <laughs> I mean, they tackled the guy. We had guys over on the right, guys over on the left, guys in the back, all pulling out their guns. And wow. I felt really safe. But then what happened was two of the guys with the concealed handgun license started got into a fight with each other. And one of those guys got arrested. It was just uh, kind of mayhem man. because it was so Were intense. you throwing your cards down right and left? And scary, no. <laughs> No, but it, but it was really, it was being in Texas. That's what happened. I mean, we were surrounded by off-duty cops Mm -hmm. and people that had handguns in the restaurant. So that's Texas. But uh, according to stats, only 3% of the population have a license. But you know, you don't need a license though, as long as, because you can carry it in your car and and it can be concealed. So you don't necessarily have to have it with you, but on the other hand, what good does it do you if you're in there, you know, in the restaurant and you, you're, you're got guns in your car? Well, I think, you know, there's been so many shootings on school campuses and in restaurants. Yeah, it's so crazy, crazy because you, can't, like you can't have a gun on a school campus, except for there's certain, um, there, there's certain conditions where you can. I think, mm-hmm. I think uh, junior colleges can now, mm-hmm. some colleges. I forgot. We'll have to go over that. But, but not in the ones where we're seeing it happen, the elementary schools and high schools of course yeah so did you hear about recently where the i just saw this while i was kind of half asleep and we keep the tv on night, which is terrible it's kind of probably all over the all place all night long you keep the tv on yeah we do oh, that's wow. really bad for you but we do well i don't know if it's bad for well, you yeah. wake up and that's you kind of absorb the news like you know when you're studying when you're in school and you're hoping that if you sleep while it's <laughs> the playing, subliminal message yeah it, that the, never worked right. for me but uh-huh. um I'd pick up the wrong stuff, and or I'd get like in real life, I get sidetracked on something. But um, no, where the the game uh, in Florida, where the kid uh, killed two people at a game room. There was a. Did you hear about that? No. I, and these are the things that you hear on the twenty four hour news when you're. We should be really, you know, getting some peaceful sleep. But um, did you hear about that? The 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 game room shooting in Florida. I'm sorry. Oh, the the actual game tournament. Yeah. Yes. Wasn't that just insane? This, uh, I guess, was he, what do you think? You think he was mad because in, in Florida, this this 24-year-old went in and killed two people, I think, injured like What nine. do you mean a game room? What is a game? Well, it, was, it wasn't it was a game room. It was a video game tournament. Yeah. So it was for uh, the football like Madden game. Like fantasy football, right? Yeah, it was, a, it was a Madden football game, and they do local tournaments different around the country. And they're pretty big. They can get really big, like yeah, you know, you, world championship, hundred thousand dollar pot, all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. yeah, so it was you, one of those. It was like actually a competitive deal. It wasn't like, oh hey, I went to my friend's house. We had ten people there. It was no, it was an organized event. Yes, put on by you know video game people, like corporations and stuff. And these are like the people, little computer nerd people that actually all their money goes to. I'm thinking, you know, that, that, that a lot of their money and their time goes toward gaming. We'll go through this tournament. If he loses right. this tournament, he loses his money. But this was the crazy part about it was what they kept the people in the tournament, even when the guns were going off, continued. They, the computer showed they continued to play to compete. I mean, all this stuff is going on, and there's bullets flying and people screaming. And you can hear it. And they said they could see that their computer showed that they were so focused on the game that it, they were oblivious. Well, I think it's also you have headsets on. Oh, I so didn't if you're maybe they... if you're playing because I mean I I myself play video games okay. and Holly always gets on me because I use a headset when I yeah. listen to music or do anything I don't listen to speakers unless I'm moving around the house but if I'm on my computer I have a nice set of headphones okay, that, that literally cancels everything 
that that's the joke on either one of the reviews for the headset I bought. The joke was these headphones are so good I couldn't I didn't even hear the burglar breaking in, stealing oh, all my stuff. That makes sense. And oh. running off and oh. like they were making a really big deal on whatever channel I was watching. I don't know what we had on at night, but that the the people continued to play. But that makes sense because they yeah. did show that they had headsets on. Oh, okay. Um, but this twenty four year old killed a twenty two and a twenty nine year old and then injured some others. And I was just thinking you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to use your concealed carry. I mean, I don't know what the laws are in Florida. In fact, I had a list of the states that have reciprocity and, you know, mm-hmm, which right. ones when you can use it or not. But anyway, you had heard about it. And Well, so what happened? They got into a fight over no, the game? No, I don't game? think it was a fight. No, what? he lost. Oh. So apparently he lost oh. and uh, he... He pulled his gun. Yeah. Good night. People just... And this is... Now, that kind of goes to the next... What you were talking about before. You were saying that in order to get your... Um, I guess concealed uh, carry, concealed, concealed carry, and, and you know they had the they had, they had the concealed handgun license, and now they've got the open. What is the other one called? The new the one. open carry. Uh, it's the LTC, which is license to license carry. To carry right. Uh, the, the, it's one kind of replaces the other, but um, well, you know, before we move on from that, I just want to talk about that. In order to get your concealed carry, uh, you need to have available to you the things that I was talking about, mm-hmm. but also. You need to take a class, and I just briefly want to discuss that yeah. class. Mm-hmm. Uh, original first-time applicant has to complete classroom training, which I think is interesting, and they have to demonstrate a proficiency test, which is demonstrate that you can shoot a gun. Mm-hmm. So I guess they go out to the shooting range and shoot. Well, I was reading that where it's almost like a driver's license, and you take the written test before you take the gun yeah. test. Yeah, <laughs> classroom instructions, four to six hours. I guess and that makes sense because what you you wouldn't want to drive a car without knowing something about it first. But obviously, I don't shoot because I mean I can handle a gun. Have you ever has shot? To, have yes, you ever yes. Shot a gun? Someone has to hand it to me, and you know, just like with a video game or something, they've got to, you know, here's the gun, and you know, here's where your finger goes. <laughs> and then I've got pretty good eye hand coordination. You know, I can hit the target and you know, kind of scare everybody. But um, no, I don't. Uh, I, I I have to have. Uh, my husband has to always be near or maybe you would have to be i wouldn't know even when i've done the murder trials that all have involved guns right uh i always ask the bailiff to handle the gun for me it just it's not something i'm comfortable with and mm-hmm. i'm not sure that i'd be a good uh i'll, I'll see i don't need, obviously a license to carry kind of girl yeah uh, i'd probably just be like okay you know what they say in Sanford and Son? I'm ready to. Elizabeth, honey, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming, Elizabeth. You to, if you need to do it, just go ahead. I'm I'll ready. be the one with the gun. Can I have? Can you just call a priest, a priest first? Give me my last right. <laughs> right. So, uh, but in that class that you're required to take, it's four mm-hmm. to six hours. Uh, they talk about laws that relate to the weapons, deadly force, handgun use and safety, nonviolent dispute resolution. It sounds like some people in Florida needed some of that. Mm-hmm. Proper storage and practices for handguns. So they just cover basic gun safety and gun use. And learning to work and play well with others. Oh, my gosh. The guy was just simply losing. He's got problems. He he lost and it was just a game. It's really. But now that kind of, uh, because I haven't applied for one online, and, you know, I've looked at some of the, you know, our our questions. I got the answers for them, legal questions and answers and all that stuff. But, um you, how would you actually, or why would you actually provide a mental health report? I mean, that seems like 
it seems to me you might actually need that if you, for your driver's license or to get married. You should mm-hmm. actually get a mental health, uh, you know, testing and report. But how would you turn that in? And I mean, that is part of the requirements, but how would they even know? I mean, that's kind of a HIPAA thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. What are they going to do if they well, run up? Wouldn't it be similar to like how you get your children tested and things like get your vaccination records and things and you hand it to the school? No, Wouldn't that be the same? Because I know, like, before I could go to school, like, say, a college or anything like that, I had mm-hmm. to provide certain records. And but, I was like, well, I don't even know where those are, you know. Mm-hmm. Luckily, my mom did, but mm-hmm. wouldn't, that, I, wouldn't that be the same thing? Yeah, but I'm looking at how you apply, and unfortunately, I didn't go through the routine of applying online. But do you have a concealed? No. Okay. I'm just so, saying I feel like the HIPAA thing wouldn't really matter because there's certain things today that you have to provide medical yeah. records for to be eligible to do something, like well, especially play a point. sport. Yeah, things you still have to provide a physical. Well, for sure they're going to look up your, um, you know, your criminal record. That's pretty simple, and that's I get that question all the time with my clients that have guns. They can see if they've even been arrested. They have to, you know, explain explain themselves, you know, Ricky or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, but as far as uh, them having some kind of chemical dependency or alcohol dependency or psychological psychological diagnosis, there that's not going to be something that comes out, but. It seems like it should be something. I don't know. I, I was looking at some people that were watching us. I was thinking mm-hmm. maybe we could call them, and they look like they might know. Well, <laughs> maybe they had concealed handgun. Well, Excuse I mean, me. I think it's also one of those deals where we don't have a connective system between our medical facilities. Right. Like they even talk about how they have trouble transferring files over mm-hmm. to people. So either you make a system, but then you know, that system can be easily manipulated yeah, or yeah. cheated. And that's the like, problem. That is the. I'm sure, without getting into the, you know, a great big discussion on, I'm sure that's a, the huge, you know, well, anti-gun rights people are like, you know. Well, you being a lawyer, you kind of have an idea of what things actually get filed. So, say like I have a dispute with my fiance and it gets aggressive, and yeah. it's it's because I took some type of Xanax kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I'm like mentally unstable. So when I get arrested and you're defending me. What happens on paper? Like, does that, when I get arrested, do they say, oh, he's mentally unstable, he took a drug, it, and PCP, he's on PCP. Well, do they actually be, write that down, or do they just say, oh, domestic dispute, no, domestic it'll be, abuse? It'll it's be in the, in the offense report, report but mm-hmm. the offense report's not public. Right. So it really depends on how far it goes. And I will say this one. I've done a number of trials, you know, on you know all from every aspect, whether I'm trying to show that law enforcement had some issues and they were going through a bad time of it, are, you know, the witnesses aren't um, uh, reliable because they've had some issues. And you can find a lot of this stuff out by going into the the actual filed legal records just by kind of poking around in the civil files and the criminal files because it comes out in those cases. But the HIPAA laws prevent... Yeah. Well, medical stuff. Yeah. But this is also like out. the mental... Because people who have a history of mental illness will... By yes. you know, by good chance, have a case yeah. of something happening. That's yeah, true. but they also want guns. These are the well, same people. That you know what? I was I I was having a discussion with a person who's a big anti-gun person, and I go, well, it's really funny. That, like the way it's about safety, right? Right. So let's look at what happened after 9/11, and TSA was implemented pretty much. Right. And I go, and today's TSA is completely different from 9/12 yeah. TSA. Right. Mm-hmm. I go today, I can literally pay money and not be scammed. Yeah. And I'm, yes. and I'm like, okay, so why don't you just apply that to to buying guns? Like, if I wanted to buy a gun and I don't 
have the right background checks, it's going to take a long time for me to get a gun. Mm-hmm. But say I am aggressive against like for getting a gun, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I really want a gun. I'll go through this yearly thing, pay a yearly fee, mm-hmm. go through the big background check one time. Mm-hmm. And every two years, you got to do it. Or, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, right, right. That's it's pretty much how it goes, too. Every four years, you have to renew, and then you have to be honest. And the only thing that really stops people from getting that renewed, from what I can see, is um, if they've got some kind of criminal record yeah. that comes up, you know, the family violence, you can't have it. Or, um, and, you yeah. know, we'll go over that when we have all of our, when we answer all of our questions. But, but it won't come up. And these are the people that you worry about having a gun. And I'm telling you, so many. Yesterday was like, a, a day that I don't even want to think about. My head was going to explode. For some reason, every one of my clients that ever got in trouble that I told them, never go see that girl again. Y'all are like oil and vinegar. Or, oil and vinegar. Or oil and water. Whatever the get. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Salad dressing. Yeah. Um, well, I would also like to see the statistics of where the weapon came from. Yes. And every time there's an accident, like the mat, the video game deal, Yes. W- did he have a permit? Did he have it or... How did, did he, he get it? Get it from a, a mom of a See, friend that, who had that a permit. right there is the crux of the whole yes. gun control mm-hmm. argument. The whole is army that you know illegal use of a, uh, a, a, obtaining of a gun a by gun criminals illegally? Yeah, a law-abiding citizen have a concealed carry license, mm-hmm. but there are always going to be people that break the law, and, and those people are going to well, illegally. And not obtain. to sound morbid, but I mean, do you consider that like the cost of doing business? Is that the way it works? Is that the way it comes out? Well, where... no, that, that, and in addition it's to going to happen. It's... And it's like, all right, so we know it's going to happen. We know people are going to die. It's not even the cost of doing so business. So how do we it's... limit the deaths? You've got to protect yourself to... if because somebody else is going to have a gun that got one improperly. That, that's the base argument. And the, um, the, so many people get guns, like, because their wife has a concealed. Well, I'm saying, yeah, like a mom of a dad or whatever, a neighbor or whatever. And I'm doing a case right now where I do not know where the gun came from. It came from a pawn shop, and the pawn shop couldn't trace it back because they didn't have to have the. They didn't have to, or the the clerk didn't do it right. And yeah. pawn shop guns and pawn shops are so prevalent that you can't get it back to whether it was stolen or not. So you could be you. Might, so anyway, the bottom line is that's a, you can't unless you're law enforcement. Be able to trace well, the gun back to it's where it's an came. upward conversation because you're everyone's always going to revert to the Second Amendment, and mm-hmm. so that kind of like I would imagine the Supreme Court that kind of trumps everything, where it's like regardless, it's, you're infringing on the rights of the Second Amendment. So it's just the vetting of who gets the gun. It's that it's just the the whole. Well, it goes to what we're talking about today in the open carry and why it's controversial and why some people like it and some people don't like mm-hmm. it. Is seeing someone with a gun on their hip makes. Some people nervous, mm-hmm. nervous enough. Particularly that when that person looks like Gomez and the Adams family. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like got all like craziness. This is not a person that have a gun, and the that very person, well, you know, open. Carry. If you look at as like the history of society, there was at one point where people that was a day to day interaction with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So because they needed it, because they had to. There was no law enforcement. It was too crazy. They had Indians and wild animals, and it, it was the Wild West. We are not quite the wild west anymore particularly like in you know uh, uh counties like like montgomery next to counties as large as harris but we've got all these guns that are swarming around and well know. that was one of my main personal because like my family i was telling her my family's a big they're they're what couple of them are nra members a couple of them are law officers mm-hmm. so it's like guns have always been around and i never wanted to get a concealed handgun license mainly because 
you can't really go to a lot of places with guns. And I was like, knowing me, I'm the guy who brings the pocket knife to the airport. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've done that several times yeah. where I get the security guards bring me to the side. I'm like, what's going on? It's like, you emptied your pockets and you put it in the thing. I'm like, yeah. It's like, is this yours? And it's like a little, you know, engraved. My name's engraved on it. I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. Like, I'm just, that's a habit of carrying a pocket knife. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's, that's like a- my, my keychain. I've got like holy water on the chain. They're like, it's a bomb. It's like, it's holy water every yeah. time. I always forget. Well, like, thing. you go to go the courthouse here, and I have a Leatherman. Oh, yeah. And yeah. like, I, I'll, I have hiding spots. Uh, at, yeah. Around the courthouse is different around here, and really? so yeah, because I was like, you, I got in trouble one time, and I was yeah. like, well, yeah. it's a pain in the butt to, to remember not to bring it, uh, so yes. I'll just throw it in the grass over here, and I'll pick <laughs> it up when I come back. Yeah, it's hard to do that at the airport. I yeah. had a little a souvenir knife from Mount Rushmore, and they took it from me, and even had my name on Mount it. Mount Rushmore I was so has mad. souvenir knives. What, yes, what, what's the, little what's pocket the... knives, you know. Yeah. Well, people collect pocket knives. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you can't too. hide it at the airport, but it's good that you have hiding places at the court. But like house. I said, it's it's kind of like what is the quality of life you want to have and then your lifestyle? Does it require you to have an, a, a gun? Like one of my favorite things was my brother, who's a rancher, always had a gun on him. Yeah. And so like regardless of where he is, he has a, a, a firearm within 10 feet of him. Wow. So like, and that was always kind of the game. He he and my uncle would play. He's like, "Where's your firearm?" Because they're both cops, though. Oh, see, but that's not. They were both cops. They're both they're both cops. So like, as I, long as they're stable people, I like yeah. guys like that. Well, you know, but because it's long, well because they and then, got <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just kind of like you either put it on your hip or you conceal it. Yeah. And what well, makes you feel more comfortable? Most people like it concealed because yeah, they don't see it right on their hip. But then again, it's. And that just where, where did you grow up? I mean, we're kind of yeah. different here in Texas, opposed That's to like true. say yeah. California or Oregon or something. Well, actually, there are parts in Oregon they carry on their hip. Yeah, I but think in Oregon they're so liberal. Uh, well, they have guns with them all the time. Well, I have a lot of clients from Oregon. I don't know what it is about Oregon, but mm-hmm. um, my, my they are they are like uh, very heavily into the nature way of life, and they don't have a problem with um, mushrooms and all this. They, they, yeah. They've come to Texas not understanding that. That we don't um, look high. We frown upon, you know, bringing things yeah. over that aren't, you a, know, medically. A large medically percentage proper. of Oregon uh, uh, people, uh, citizens, are on uh, public assistance. Yeah. and um, No, but they all, I, I would just say that my few Oregon clients that have shown up in Texas, for whatever reason, they're always transporting, you know, from the ports all kinds of things that, aren't they shouldn't be doing because they're not doctors <laughs> yeah they have a, i don't know what the deal is with that with they have a that. big well, hippie population i do have a question about you guys being in the courtroom i always felt when a firearm's involved in a case it's treated with a more severe look so do the officers and the law do they punish those who do break laws that involve you know a mishandling of a weapon or like, say I have a weapon, I filed off the numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, instead of giving getting six months, I'm gonna get three years because I tampered with the weapon. Well, that's look, kind that's, of thing. I think in part, if you have a jury, that's really bad because it looks like you are you're doing really something up bad. To something. Yeah, yeah. And then the the court doesn't like you because you're doing something that um, doesn't look. It's not reliable. It's not credible. And it it's sinister. Why would you be taking the numbers off of a gun? I mean, logically. Right. Right. But um, well, that was just an example. I meant like, say, I took my mom, my neighbor's gun, yeah. and I used it to rob a bank. 
Well, oh, yeah. it's a like, different crime. So it's that's what it's yeah. I wonder if there's an additional there is. charge because oh, it's not you didn't have a permit for it, but say I robbed a bank with my permit gun. Oh my gun. gosh, yes. Um, yeah, with, it's a uh, different from a criminal crime. defense standpoint, the instant a gun is introduced into the mix, mm-hmm. uh, you're looking at everybody looks at you in a completely different light. Okay. And from a from a, a criminal defense attorney standpoint, I'm just like. Why did you have a gun? And, you know, when people are pulled over for DWIs or just pulled over from a headlight being out, and they've had their, you know, before when they, or even now, if you don't have a uh, license to carry the open carry law or whatever, you can have your gun in your car. Um, it turns the, the whole no, stop completely different. from a simple, you've got a headlight out to an arrest situation because this person has a gun and law enforcement is all on alert because, this person has a gun. So, yeah, it completely Because, I mean, I, yeah, I've been there with my brother, my other, I have three brothers, where he showed the officer his, so his you're ID. So, four? A- you're one of four boys? Yes. Oh, wow. So, he showed the officer his ID, his insurance, and his concealed handgun. Good, good. Like, that's what he goes, like, this is what you do, because you yeah. just let him know. Right. Yes. But, so, but you, tell me this, with you getting in trouble, like, say, from a stop, and you have an illegal weapon, mm-hmm. that goes on record. So, when I try to buy a gun, that will show up? The arrest shows up, but if it was dismissed, you still have to report the arrest. And then they look at—apparently, when they vet through it, they look at the circumstances of the arrest. I don't know who has the time to look through all that, but the arrest, you do have to report that, and it does kind of stop your ability to get your gun uh, more efficiently because there's a certain time frame. I think it's either, what, 60 days, and it goes—it gives them an additional 180 days. Is it realistic where I could go to Academy and get a gun today? Uh, Well, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. because my uh, I I know some people. I never that really. Have, I never bought a firearm, so I've never. Um, at auctions, and we go to quite a few auctions. You can fill it out, and the background check works really fast, even mm-hmm. like on Sundays, and you can get it that day. The background. And they check is they quick. do a background check with the state of Texas. Yeah, I don't know how they. Uh, I just know that with the auctions, and in in the auctions, are pretty much watched pretty closely. Um, and they've got they know yeah. where they've gotten them, and they're not going to auction them off unless they've got the right. You know, they know where it came from and that kind of thing. That's my understanding. But I can see these people at auctions, and they have a lot of gun auctions. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They uh, they get a, they can take the guns home with them that day. It's really fast. Okay, well we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll finish our discussion on Texas open carry. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Relax with a cup of joe or your favorite drink for the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce Chamber Chat. The show airs on the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Join hosts Courtney Galley and Brian Bondi as they chat about the Chamber's events and programs for the month and invite Chamber members into the studio to talk about their upcoming events and businesses. Learn about your Chamber with Chamber Chat every first Tuesday at 11 a.m. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, 
and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Today, Tony and I are talking about the Texas Open Carry License, or law. And uh, we've been talking about uh, where you can carry a gun openly. You know, I just want to say, we were talking during the break, and I remember when my uh, mom first met my stepdad. He came into the house, and he took his jacket off, and he had a gun uh, in a shoulder holster. And that man turned from, in my eyes, to six foot to 12 foot because he had a gun under his arm. I couldn't believe it. He must be some really special, important person. <laughs> but there is something really imposing in some people. What did he have a gun for? Uh, he used to carry a lot of money in, oh. his, in his job. Mm-hmm. He, would, he worked for uh, General Electrodynamics, and I think he did some deposits for them mm-hmm. or carried a lot of money. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what for. But that's what he told me when I said, mm-hmm. why do you have that gun? <laughs> He said, well, because I carry a lot of money. Um, Can I have some? (laughs) uh Uh-huh. Is it in this pocket? (laughs) Okay, here's my question for you. Let's hear your question. Okay, this is one of our frequently asked questions, and I'm going to ask both y'all and see if you know after, based on our our previous discussion. How do I apply for a Texan's license to carry a handgun license? What is the actual first step? I have no idea. I go, imagine go to their website? I would go to the local police department. Okay, here is the, the canned answer. Applicants for an original first-time license to carry should submit an online application. Online. And schedule an appointment for fingerprinting. So oh, sort okay. of like, uh, like you do when you go to law school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, applicants uh, must... I, I think that's also why a lot of Texans don't have considering the license. Yeah. Really? They don't want their fingerprints I'm on just, you know, like When you said that stat, you're like, you're surprised? I was like, mm-hmm. not really. You got to think of some people who are kind of kooky. Yeah, I don't want to get fingerprinted. I don't, don't want to get fingerprinted. They get printed for a lot of stuff, though, a lot of jobs. But anyway, um, applicants must also complete a four to six hours, uh, four to six hour course in classroom training, pass a written examination, and pass proficiency demonstration. So you have to be able to shoot. So th- these three things have to occur. And, um, for detailed information regarding training requirements and to locate a certified license carry instruction uh, instructor, you can go to the Texas Department of Public Safety and they've got a list of where, the place you can go uh-huh. to get that. Okay. okay. Once I submit my application, when should I expect to receive a license? Any idea? I would say in four to six weeks. Pretty close. A DPS will make every effort. So it's the DPS to issue your license within sixty days of receiving the completed application. 
Um, if the application is incomplete, it requires additional information to complete the background check. You will be notified in writing. And um, it goes on to say that the DPS uh, gets an additional 180 days to complete the review process if something was not right with the application. So it extends it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, to ensure that your license is issued promptly, it's very important that you provide the requested information for review. And it is requested information is not received timely, the application will be terminated. And that goes toward if they find out that you lied in your application. And I will give an example that when we went to an auction, uh, one of the people that was applying uh, didn't put in there that they had had an arrest. And it's really easy to get that information. And it got bounced back, and they didn't get their gun for a while. So the auction people held the gun while the, uh, the application was being processed. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, that kind of goes to what Dick was just talking about, you know, if if do they do a background check if you go if mm -hmm. he goes to mm -hmm. sports academy or wherever yeah. you were going so they actually are doing it but do they actually just like we discussed before are they actually vetting the stuff they need to like somebody that's got chemical dependency or maybe anger management issues that doesn't come out on the application no and how would it if you don't voluntarily give it right historically well, they hope that maybe their history will show do that. we know what's public after a while with that kind of stuff well, if there's been an arrest, well, like certain drugs, I know that like require certain things, like as in like background and like you know, a lot of control, mm -hmm. like say uh, like methadone and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like that stuff's right. pretty well regulated, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you know if and somebody's the, if they don't volunteer it? Well, do you have anything on your license or anything? No, for no. that kind of stuff. Because no, 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 I know no, you do for your prescription glasses. Yeah. So is there anything else like but that's just this person shouldn't be operating? You know, they they need to know because when you take your test, you're not going to be able to pass it unless you tell them that you can't see it mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. But, but we don't have anything as far no. as what, the this only, person is on these medications. Unless they may be honest, under the influence, and it shows up that um, a couple of ways it does show up is if someone had to get a protective order, like guardianship, um, or a protective order because it's it's got to the point where. Um, the police were involved or law enforcement was involved and it shows up in their criminal history because the likelihood of a drug addict being caught is it's, it's a higher like, likelihood that this person will be arrested because it just it's just like any a, a drunk driver at yeah, some point. They're a they're more dangerous individual or unstable well, individual. I think a lot of people don't see and from our like from a public's perspective is how often do people get accused and commit or you know actually go through the whole thing, get the mark and how often does that mark stay on that person's record when I go to academy? And oh well, the rest I mean, will stay on because I feel like so that system's working. Yes. And so when we're looking at these rare cases of like the like the, probably the most interesting case was the uh, Vegas shooting because very little came out yes. afterwards. That's right. So when you're looking at something like that, like you have to ask the question: how, as a society, how do we prevent that from happening? And that was kind of like what I was saying. I was like, I don't think you can prevent things right. like that from happening. Right. Because like someone's going to get it. If they're angry, they're going to get a weapon. And if, right. if it's a firearm, they're going to be more efficient. If they're, you Or know. maybe they already have it, and then they get angry. And so it's kind of, you know, uh, it could be either way. Um, well, like, say this is never going to happen. and uh, But say I, I, I hit Holly. <laughs> he okay. qualifies the statement. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying because, like, that to me, that's aggressive behavior, right? And right. she calls the cops. Mm-hmm. And I go to jail. Right. What yeah. does that mean? Do, can I get a firearm? Is um, it, what, do we know what gets you not a firearm yes, and what yes, does yes, get yes. you a There's firearm? There's a lot of things. I mean, like if I had pot. If you have pot, well, if you have a misdemeanor conviction now, you can't get the license to carry. The license, the, you will not be able to get the license to open carry 
if you've got a class. Well, I get a that because that's a license conviction. But I'm talking if I could. What prevents me from going to academy and buying a shotgun? What What are the things I have to do to get me on the list? Like, sorry, sir, we can't serve this weapon to you. Mm-hmm. Like oh, well, drunk driving, like DWI. Sure. Um, criminal history, they check that. Criminal history, they're so, check that out. Because uh, they know what the liability. Well, so, so it's up to the person at Academy well, to be like, Academy oh, is you liable had. Because if the agent doesn't do the background check properly, then they're going to be liable when, like the dram shop laws, when, like, if somebody served alcohol and they're already. So we don't, we actually don't have, like, a list of saying, if you've done these X things, you're not, not, not get that it. I'm aware not of. Not on my frequently asked questions list that I've looked for today, but I'll bet there is. Well, I mean, because I feel like they're, so it's up to the person to pass you. It's a person passing you instead of. No, like, it would be a policy of the company okay. that you're purchasing right. the firearm from. It would be their policy. Interesting. Yeah. It can't be just the individual. They'd be sued all the time because one guy would say yes and the other one would say no. So they train their employees on what their criteria are. But if you've got any uh, arrest history for violent uh, violent offenses or gun-related offenses, that'll pop up, and they'll just, they'll, they just won't give it to you. And, you know, you're not supposed to lie in your application, but people that want a gun, of course, are going to lie in their application. Well, that's what I was wondering, because, like, to me, if it's a one person or the policy, then that's that's way too easy to break. Well, there's also But if it's like, oh, that, hey, if he murders somebody, he'll never, like, it, like no, you don't have to ask anybody. The system will say no. Right. Right. That, yeah. Well, you're not going to be able to get the license, of course, and, of course, you don't need a license if it's, uh, know, it's, it's concealed in your car. But um, but anyway, you shouldn't be able to get it. There are some instances where you can never have a gun in your possession at all, and that's if there is, uh, for sure, because I've done these cases, domestic violence conviction for okay. five years, mm-hmm. uh, felony convictions, a felon mm-hmm. can't have a gun. Um, so there's a whole lot of different uh, ways to. Okay, great. Well, listen, we are. I just want to give a plug. We're going to have a, a tribute to Joe LaBella in a couple of weeks. He was a Montgomery County attorney that passed away on July 7th. We're looking forward to that. But you guys can send us your questions at questions at legalconnectionshow.com. Catch us here on Tuesdays from 12 to 1. Uh, Conroe's FM, The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. And serve God by serving others. By serving others. Take you. care, guys. I wasn't paying attention.